We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Absolutely incredible. The San Francisco 49ers are 5-0 on the season. Welcome to Striking Gold. I'm Kevin Jones, your host. This is going to be a fun one. Another five-game winning streak with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. This time, it is the defense doing it all. Absolutely crushing Sean McVay and Jared Goff. Final score, 20-7, to San Francisco 49ers. It felt like a bigger domination than that. We're going to break everything down for you. This defense, this is unreal, the turnaround that they've made. And what they've done the last two weeks against Cleveland and the LA Rams. Two high-octane offenses completely befuddled. The Rams don't have a good O-line. Jared Goff seeing some of the yips, whatever. (laughs) You can't say that stuff anymore. The 49ers are dominating their opponent, whoever it is, week after week. They'll have the Redskins next week. They'll be 6-0. This is incredible. It's the most validating win of the season. Not only does it put the 49ers on top of the NFC, it it really hurts the Rams. I think the Rams are not a top-tier team in the NFC this season. The 49ers may have put them out of their misery a little bit. They're not going to go away. They're going to come back. But um, the game plan worked in L.A. without Joe Staley, without Kyle Juszczyk, without Mike McGlinchey. The offense did what it did. Jimmy G threw a 
bad interception. Tevin Coleman had a drop that would have been a touchdown to probably put the game away earlier. I'm not nitpicking right now. They're going in defensively. That third quarter was unreal. 49ers had like 120 yards. The Rams had negative 12. The Rams were 0 for 9 on third downs, 0 for 4 on fourth downs. The second quarter, the goal line stand really changed the game there. How many goal line stands does this team have? This defensive line is winning every week and then setting the tone and then the other offense can't get in the rhythm. This is the game plan that's working. No team has scored more than 20 points against the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Ward, the person I've ripped the most on this podcast, made two huge plays on a third and fourth down. I'm eating pie right now. I have nothing but good things to say about this secondary. They've overcome some things without Akilah Weatherspoon. Emmanuel Mosley? Who knew? Who do we give credit to? It's, you know, it's partially Robert Sala. It's mostly the defensive line and Nick Bosa, again, putting people on skates, literally throwing tackles, you know, offensive players into Jared Goff. Watching the 49ers play defense, I'm like standing up. (laughs) I'm like, this is super exciting. Eric Armstead, the fumble recovery. The third quarter really was where the game was. And we're going to review everything. But holy crap, man. 49ers are 13-2 and two with Jimmy G as the starting quarterback. <laughs> Almost a season of football. And you could say 13-3, 14-2. Uh, are you effing kidding me? He has two five-game win streaks. And again, this one, the defense is carrying. The first one, the offense did. But they're winning football games. Literally every statistic they're beating their opponent at. They got to take care of the football a little bit better is really the only thing you could nitpick right now on the 49ers. The fans were unreal. It sounded like Candlestick Park. It didn't even sound like Levi's. Jared Goff was holding his hands over his helmet at one point. They had a false start that it seemed like it was crowd noise that had the impact. Obviously, the Rams in LA, you can make all the jokes there. I'm saying the 49ers fans are revved up right now. They have something to be super excited about. There's no way anyone predicted the season would go this well. We all thought this team was going to be sneaky good, but probably run into some things. No one thought the defense was going to be the number one unit in the entire league. Listen, if you have one of the best defenses that season in the NFL, you have a chance to go deep in the playoffs. 12-4, and 11-5 are looking more realistic every week. Who is going to beat the, the 49ers? Well, all right, now the Panthers game actually... Looks like a much bigger challenge. Kyle Allen doing some good things there. I was going to save these, but I mean, the the conversation is just going this way. My NFC power rankings right now, 49ers 1, Saints 2, Seahawks 3, Packers 4. I feel like that's the top tier in the NFC right now. Packers are playing a Monday night football. You monitor that game closely. And so, you know, I think the 49ers could go toe-to-toe with all those teams. I think the second tier right now in the NFC is Panthers. Vikings, Eagles, and I'll still leave the Cowboys and Rams there, but I don't, it doesn't feel good for them. It is a long season, week to week league, so you can't rule them out. And then, like the bottom of the NFC guys who could still make the playoffs Lions, Bears, and Giants, I don't think so. Just too early to rule it out. The 49ers are in the class of the NFC right now. They still really haven't played any of these teams Saints, Seahawks, Packers, Panthers, Vikings, Eagles. Cowboys, and they finally, you know, they played the Rams here. Um, 
So, I mean, they're, they're in this thing. Who is the clear favorite to win the Super Bowl out of this? I don't think anyone. Seattle, maybe. New Orleans, maybe. Jimmy G's got to play better. I think that's where we go next um, for the 49ers. They win the division. Winning the NFC West is probably going to get you a first-round bye. Seattle's now 5-1. and one. Great win for them in Cleveland. Cleveland kind of shot themselves in the foot. The penalty deals, but guess what? Everyone's hyping up. Oh, look at look at San Francisco. Plus 69 in point differential. The Seahawks are plus 8 in all these common opponents they played, uh, which is Cleveland, the Rams, um, Cincinnati. I'm forgetting one other team off the top of my head here, but listen, Seattle wins ugly. So you can't, the 49ers are dominant and it's really cool to see that. But when you play Seattle, they are going to beat you by two points and you're going to be pissed off at the end. They didn't even play that well. So that's just Seattle's brand of football. It has been for a long time. Um, No, back to Jimmy G real quick with him. Oh man, there's going to be a couple boneheaded plays a game. The interception in the second quarter was pretty mind numbing. It, It did not feel good. I don't like a, I don't think he's good at throwing a fade, to be honest. When Jimmy G throws an interception, it feels like he makes the decision in his head before the snap. Like when when he's telegraphed a decision, a lot of the times it feels like it's an interception. When he's surveying the defense, um, you know, that's where I feel comfortable. When he pulls the trigger on some of these throws, you get a little anxious. I don't like I don't know if that was intended for Kittle or Debo. I, I didn't see all of Jimmy's post-game press conferences. That throw Hurt. The Tevin Coleman drop was on Tevin. It could have been a better throw for sure. And then Jimmy did have that fumble late third quarter, early fourth quarter. The Rams kind of got back. They were in the game for a second there after that fumble. I was like, oh, shit. I was like planning to tweet out congratulatory things. Is this really going to unravel? The 49ers defense made sure that didn't happen. So, listen, Jimmy G made big throws on third down all game. George Kittle had eight catches, 103 yards. A lot of those catches were... You know, really well-thrown balls from Jimmy. Dante Pettis had three big snags. One almost went for a touchdown. He almost had four catches there. So Jimmy did enough, in my opinion. 24 of 33, 243 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. But listen, the 49ers had 4.4 yards per play. It wasn't a pretty afternoon offensively. They didn't really get the run game going. They didn't have a run for longer than 10 yards. They did do a lot of underneath passing. Matt Breida, four catches, 27 yards. Hey, listen, Marquise Goodwin had a big drop too. A flea flicker that could have been a touchdown. So, hey, Jimmy G right now, is he the best quarterback in the league? No. Are they winning football games with him? And is he getting comfortable and really doesn't have the best crew of wide receivers here, guys, and doesn't have his starting tackles? Give this dude a break. I think Ryan Clark tweeted that the 49ers would be 5-0 with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. Come on, man. Watch every play. Don't just look at the highlights and lowlights. On some of these like just random third and eights that don't show up in the highlight show, you have to watch the full 49ers game on tape to realize, listen, Jimmy G is making good plays and moving the offense down the field. Um, I don't want to see much Jimmy G slander. Jared Goffauer, 13 of 24, 78 yards. And McVay offense has never looked this bad before. They had one drive to start the game. That was it. This is crazy. 
I got to take a bow. My, my guy, Mike, who listens in Brooklyn, shout out to Mike. He's like, you better take a bow. You had a podcast in the offseason all about the Rams taking a step back after that Super Bowl loss. Feels like it is happening. They're 3-3 three and three on the season. They're behind the eight ball. I don't think Jared Goff is good enough to play them out of adversity. I think he's good enough when everything's teed up and everything's working well and he's getting a lot of yards after the catch from his team. That old line just isn't good enough. And Jared Goff is a very good quarterback, but not at a superior level where he can carry the football team right now. So I, I'm not too worried about the Rams. Like I told you a few weeks back, the Seahawks would be my pick a few weeks ago to win the division. Now, I mean, how can you pick against the 49ers till we see them lose a the game? I really thought they were going to come back to earth this week. I really thought they were going to lose to Cleveland. Like in the back of my head, I'm like, there's no way the defense could continue to play at this high of a level. Got to shout out Jaquaski Tart, who's been in on a lot of big plays the last couple weeks. There's really no weakness. Fred Warner was around flying around. Quan Alexander, seven tackles. DeForest Buckner. I mean, the Rams had a third and 18. They had a third and 21. They had a third and 22. <laughs> they couldn't establish a run. They couldn't get anything going in the passing game. It, it was a bully session. It was amazing to watch. There's no huge hot takes right now. We can't say the 49ers are in the Super Bowl, but it just it's fun to see this team win. 51 to 10 the last two weeks against the Browns and the Rams. Let's talk to our sponsors real quick. And then we're going to continue and just break down the game. The first, second, third, and fourth quarter. Because it was 7-7 seven to seven late in the second quarter. Like it, This game felt like a domination, but you know there were some plays where it could have slipped away. Um, and it didn't. So, all right, let's hear from our peeps and we'll be right back. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. They're time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? You are when you're choosing ShipStation.com. Fastest, easiest, most affordable way to ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, keep your customers happy. A lot of people are selling on Amazon, Etsy, your own website now, merch stores. A lot of people have like, you know, little e-commerce things going on. You should be doing it with ShipStation. They bring all your orders into one simple interface, easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. They work with USPS, FedEx, UPS, Amazon fulfillment. You can compare. ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship in less time with the best rates available. That's ShipStation.com. Enter the promo code BLUE. The Blue Wire Podcast listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when they use the promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Enter the code BLUE. And that's ShipStation.com where they make ship happen, baby. We love them. Shout out to ShipStation. Thanks for rocking with Blue Wire. Talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we brush it off, blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or you come home, tell your girl, I had a long day at work. Sorry, honey, just not feeling it. With Roman, this stuff is easier to talk about. With a real doctor who will prescribe real medication, simple, safe, totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation, ongoing care, and just the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will give you the best treatment plan Medication comes straight to your door. 
free two-day shipping. Roman.com slash blue wire. Complete your online visit. Listen, ED used to be tough to tackle. Now there's Roman. Listen, Roman is they're advertising for the MLB. They're behind all home plates here. This is becoming a way that people are solving this problem, guys. Right now, Roman.com slash blue wire. Get your free visit. Get your free two-day shipping. Get started now. Roman.com slash blue wire. Welcome back, 49ers fans, my people. We rode through a shitstorm in 2017. CJ Beathard, 2018 Jimmy G, Torres ACL week three. We did not have a lot to look forward to. I am looking forward to every Sunday, every time I talk about this team, every time I'm on Twitter reading about this team. Enjoy this. Don't nitpick. You're 5-0 and right now. Let's review the game. Let's look at maybe some upcoming stuff, some storylines I think are going to pop up. And then let's also kind of look at Seattle. What's coming up on, on tap for them, their next three games? Because the rivalry is getting close to being back. Richard Sherman's talking his shit. Nick Bosa after the game talking his shit again. They asked him if they're the best team in the NFC West. He said, hey, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm a rookie. I can't say that. <laughs> Basically saying, I think it. there's a bad boy um, swag right now going on, on defensively. They're all posting on Twitter after the game, 5-0, and talking shit. The most fun they've ever had. How about Solly T? How do we wait this long? Solly T was awesome in the second half of the game. Had a big sack, played inside. He's a role player who is filling a nice little role here. How about that? Everything clicking defensively. Everyone bought in. Um, you know, the game was not that clean to start off. The Rams, you know, took it down the 49ers' throats. They ran the ball, what, seven or eight straight times. was a little concerning to start the game. You know, then the next drive out. This is why I think Jimmy G is so good. It's the immediate response that often the 49ers are able to deliver. They go down early or the other team has momentum. And Jimmy G is able to bring them down the football field. Big third and three catch by George Kittle early on. Pettis had a nice run after the catch. And then Tevin Coleman touchdown left side of the field. The rest of the quarter kind of you know was back and forth. Finished 7-7 there at the end of the, the first. Second quarter was the flea flicker right away to Marquise Goodwin. It was it was underthrown, but man, some of his drops have been infuriating. And it's it's honestly why he's just not an elite level receiver. If he's making those catches all the time, he's been in positions to make a couple more touchdowns. That one was super frustrating. Um, doesn't matter because a few plays later, George Kittle takes the Niners from midfield to the five-yard line. Just <laughs> unbelievable. I think I tweeted something like, he's he's literally unstoppable. I should have said it like the first tackler cannot get him down really ever. He almost looks like a chicken running in the wild. He's just running crazy, like never like straight either. It's like curved and windy. And he's he's pretty good at juking too and just, just switching his direction. It's amazing to see him in space. Um, and then Jimmy threw the, the pick. That was infuriating. I see so much slander when Jimmy throws a bad pick, like, oh, the Niners aren't actually that good. People just get so emotional. Um, but that one was indefensible. Jimmy G, he telegraphs his mistakes. That fade, he didn't even wait for it to get set up. He was like, I'm throwing the ball in a spot. Hopefully it happens. 
he's got to learn from that one. Um, yeah, and then, like I said, then the Rams had a third down and 21. The 49ers were just getting them for tackles for losses. Jimmy G to end the half there. He almost got picked off. That was another ugly pass. Robbie Gold's kick, that was a little shysty. I think we realized anything 50-plus for him may be out. And I am not going to be shocked if the 49ers work out a kicker or two and get another one on the roster while they're relatively healthy and might be able to send someone down right now. They're not super banged up, all things considered. Yes, they have their both their tackles out and their fullback, but like and and Witherspoon, there's teams in worse shape than them actually right now. So two kickers on the roster. You don't want to cut Robbie Gold, but oh, that did not look good. Obviously, second quarter, you had the, the big goal line stand. It was a DJ Jones. Huge, huge, huge stop on Malcolm Brown. Third down, it was hard to tell. It might have been Armstead. 49ers are winning goal line stands. Third and one, you better not run against them. If you watch the tape of the whole season, you're an opponent trying to run on the 49ers in these situations. It's not working. So the 49ers should look for passes more in these situations. They've proven you, you can't really push them off the ball. When you when they're gonna stack eight guys on the box like that, you can't run against the 49ers at all. So the third quarter, the the Rams lost everything. Just the wheels came off. The first play of the half was a botched pitch that Armstead recovered. <laughs> it put the 49ers in great position. Screen pass to Tevin Coleman went for 20 yards. Jimmy G got the QB sneak. And so it's 14-7. And the 49ers are feeling pretty good. They've had momentum most of the game. Now they have the lead. Again, third and 18 for the Rams. They, they ran the ball in third and 18. Was, they realized we might throw a pick here. We just got to get the ball on the other side of the field. You know, Jimmy had that really nice creative play to Toilolo, that little shuffle pass that helped move the chain some. Kendrick Bourne had a big catch, third down catch that moved the chains. Dante Pettis had a, a, a crazy soaring catch and then almost had a touchdown in the third quarter. Things stalled out there, kicked the field goal, and then you know, I have the Solly T sack. Goodwin had a nice catch on third down. Fourth quarter was just raggedy, very raggedy. The 49ers kind of got in position where they got up 20-7, to seven, Robbie Gold field goal early in the quarter, and they just, they just held on. Jimmy G fumbled. That was ugly. Jimmy Ward was probably the, the player of the fourth quarter. Two breakups on third and fourth down where the Rams were driving, where if the Rams scored, all of a sudden it's 20-14. to 14, A Rams touchdown wins them the game. Um, Jimmy Ward made sure that situation didn't happen. Brian Baldinger broke that play down on Twitter. Very clean breakups. Like, no flags, no penalties. He got in there. Great timing. Um... I was wrong about him so far. <laughs> Very wrong. They haven't relied on him, but I mean, he really came through for them. Eric Armstead really came through for them, admitting where I'm wrong about this football team, and it's been those two guys. Yeah, then another third and 19. Goff sacked by Armstead. The Rams gave up. The Browns gave up. Why does this happen to certain teams against the 49ers? Like, it, it really feels like the Rams didn't have a sense of urgency. Same with Cleveland. The 49ers go out there and punk a team. And like the players realize that they're just not playing well on the brand on the Browns O line, the Rams O line. Granted, not that good at O lines, but you start to sink an O line early, and the rest of the team just feels like, holy shit, it's over. Football is like work at the office. Some days you don't want to be there. The 49ers have made the Browns and Rams not want to be on the football field. That's a big observation right there. That's when you know you're winning. 
and not just not just winning on the scoreboard. Like you're out there winning play to play and just demoralizing people where they're they're not giving in the same effort because they realize, you know what? Our team sucks. Mental doubt creeps in a lot of times when you're playing sports. I don't care if it's YMCA or out there in, in the league. You could feel it from the Rams. No fight in these guys. And again, shout out to Mike in Brooklyn because <laughs> I called the Rams taking a tumble this year. It's not that hard of a call, to be honest. But I was like one of the early ones saying it. Striking gold. Shout out to Rob Louder, Eric Crocker. These guys' Twitter feeds are on fire. Follow them. I want my Twitter feed to be on fire. I'm running a business at the same time, too. Blue Wire is heading places. Shout out to Bronx Pinstripes, our Yankees podcasters. They're making a bunch of big moves. 400 tickets for their fans. Let's get this Striking Gold community up and get some tickets with the Niners and go to a game together. That's the goal. Let's let's pick a game in December and let's get a tailgate going. I'm going to work with the Niners to get tickets. It's going to cost everyone some money. I'm not going to buy everyone's tickets here, but let's get it organized. This team is probably going to the playoffs unless something crazy happens. There could be a home playoff game at Levi's on a Saturday or a Sunday, early January. Thank God this is back. When football is good in your city and your team, Monday mornings, it's a little easier to get out of bed. It's a little easier to get to do some other stuff. I'll go to the gym. You know what? I'm not depressed. The 49ers are rocking and rolling right now. Let's play the the quick clip of Kyle Shanahan in the locker room after the game. 49ers posted it on Twitter. Here's here's Kyle in the locker room. Hey, normally I would not be excited with 4.4 yards of play on offense. But I love it when the other team has 3.3. Hey, guys, 0 for 9 on third down, 0 for 4 on fourth down. You guys feel all right, though? Hey, guys, we said it was going to be tight and take the whole game. We had our opportunities on the one. We missed it, guys. All right, the field goal. All right, guys, it didn't matter, D. You kept getting us back, and what happens, we can win whether we play our best. or We still haven't played our best yet, though. Still haven't played our best. Two days to take care of our bodies, guys. Come back fresh. All right, fellas, let's break it down. All right, Niners on three. One, two, three. Niners! Shout out to Kyle. He's made this whole team fun as hell. You can tell he's pumped. How about Kyle hiring Robert Sala and sticking with the guy? It probably could have been easy to fire him after last offseason and say, all right, we've got to make a change. Our first two years here were a disaster. Kyle didn't hit the panic button. He left Robert Sala here. Imagine if they had a different scheme, different person in place. Would the defense be having the success that it is? You've got to give Kyle credit for the patience here. Hopefully Jed York wasn't on his case. You know I mean? And clearly he wasn't. Jed York didn't demand a change either. There was a lot of patience from this organization. They could have overreacted. I literally had an episode said Robert Sala is squarely on the hot seat. They realized, you know, offensively they couldn't compete. When your offense has the quarterback and the rhythm in place that the 49ers have right now, your defense, A, is feeding off it. They didn't get the, that chance last year. That The whole takeaways thing was just ridiculous, and now the takeaways are, are coming for the 49ers. This isn't all on Robert Sala. Of course, this team has talent now, but everything he's built out the last three years is now working. The confidence they've given Jimmy Ward and Eric Armstead, some of these people really have not performed that well the last two years, and they still kept the faith and the patience. 
they're being rewarded for that right now. And Kyle's the ultimate decision maker here. He could have pulled the plug on players, coaches, whoever he wanted. So shout out to Kyle. Some of this defensive success, although it's so funny. When they, sh- they show Kyle and the defense is on the field, a lot of the times he's not even looking at what's happening pre-snap or anything. He's so focused on the next offensive play calls that happen, which is crazy. So, I mean... He's totally entrusted Robert Sala here. I don't think he's ever going to Robert Sala in the middle of the game and helping him make defensive adjustments. Maybe at halftime, but like certainly not during the game. And Robert Sala was a first-time defensive coordinator. Major shout-out to Robert Sala. Major shout-out to Kyle for keeping him. One of the big takeaways on today's striking gold, the 5-0 49ers. What a time in team history. I mean, hell fucking yeah. Let's see if this is sustainable. I really think it is. I think Kyle can be in charge and not ruffle feathers and go through the storm and continue to have this team in the playoffs every season with a chance at winning the Super Bowl every season. Is this happening? Because it feels like it's happening. It feels like the 49ers are arriving. And I don't think they're going away anytime soon. This defense is young. Who's over 30? Just Richard Sherman. Everyone else is under 20. DeForest Buckner about to get his first big contract. George Kittle's going to get a big contract. The young core of this team, the more we look at other teams around the league, oh my, this team is built to last. Honestly, this team is built to last, and that's the most encouraging part of the first five weeks. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it on every podcast. Turmoil is coming. This team is not going to go 13-3. and three. There are going to be losses. And like Jimmy G is going to have a game where he throws four interceptions and looks like dog shit. And you better be able to handle it as a fan because it's a week-to-week league. Don't overreact. Right now, the reactions about the 49ers, look at the stats. <laughs> That's by reaction. Total first downs. For the Niners right now, 114, their opponents, 65. Total offensive yards, 2,040, opponents, 1,100. They're doubling everyone up. 49ers rush yards, six. is that 899? 899 to 436. Total passing yards, 1,100. Their opponents, 750. They're beating, like this is a cumulative effect here. Week after week, the same things are happening. 49ers have... 17 sacks. They've given up six. Time of possession, 35. Their opponents, 24. This is one of the best teams in the NFC. This team is arriving. And they've got a tough schedule coming up post-Thanksgiving. November 11th, circle it right now. Is that Monday night or Sunday night? I believe it's Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks. And it's at Levi Stadium. And it could be the biggest game of the season because right now I really think the Seahawks are going to keep winning as well. You look at their upcoming schedule. They're going to have the Ravens at home, which is a huge game this week, then at Atlanta, which is a win, and then Tampa Bay at home, which is probably a win. They're going to be 2-1 in the upcoming stretch. We'll give them 2-1, so they're going to be 7-2 headed into that November 11th showdown. 49ers will be right around that pace too. I don't see them losing to the Redskins. Crazier shit has happened, but I I see them as 6-0. Let's say they lose to the Panthers. That's their first stumbling block. 
Then they have the Cardinals on a Thursday night short week. They're going to win there. They're going to be 7-1. and one. It's happening, folks. Get your Bosa jersey now. Get your gear and your hats. Be wearing and spreading this team around. We put too much time and energy the last couple of years. Celebrate, man. Talk a little shit. Got to win in the playoffs. Got to prove it. Lots of preview coming up. A lot more content coming out of Striking Gold. Be ready for some premium subscription content. A lot more stuff and analysis all the time for our hardcore fans. All right. This is Kevin Jones. This is Striking Gold, formerly the KJ Podcast. We've got Rob and Croc. They're going to preview the Redskins, give their thoughts Wednesday night. They'll, you'll hear it Thursday morning. We, have, we may have more content. There's news that comes out. I'm going to hop on and talk. I was going to about McGlinchey, but it was Friday. Most people check out on Friday. I wasn't checked out, but the listeners might have been. All right, peeps. Shout out to Roman and ShipStation, our sponsors. Make sure you check those guys out. ShipStation.com, promo code BLUE. Roman.com slash BLUEWIRE. All right, people, we are going to talk to you. I hope you enjoyed this pod, and we will see you again soon. 5-0. and Unfreaking real. All right, later. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.